Coming up on episode 11 of the Keto Camp Podcast, we discuss calories in versus calories out. Does it really work? The human body is not a calculator. The human body is not a math equation. The human body is not a bank account. The human body is a very complex chemistry lab and we need to start treating it as such. Giving the advice of eating less and moving more in order to lose weight does not give you enough data and it should actually be laughed at because if Bill Gates was giving a seminar on how to become wealthy and somebody in the audience asked Bill Gates, Bill, how are you so rich? And Bill responds to this gentleman in the audience and he says, I'm rich because I spend less than I earn. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. In this episode of the Keto Camp podcast, we're going to talk all about the calories in versus calories out approach. Eat less, move more. Does it really work for weight loss? Does it work for health? We've talked about it before. The episode earlier this week with Dr. Don Klum, he talked about it and he gave a very in-depth analysis on why he believes it does not work. I also had Dr. Jason Fung talk about the Biggest Loser contestants and what went wrong with them. We also had Dr. Ken Berry saying that it is just a flawed approach. I wanna talk more about this subject because it's probably the biggest subject that I get the the most heat over and a lot of the functional health practitioners in my space also, they get called out by PhDs saying, yes, it's the law of thermodynamics and how could you refute that? And there's a lot of confusion and misinformation when it comes to this approach. So in this episode, you are gonna be a master at understanding why calories, do matter, but they're not that important. So let's get into this episode. And before we do, this episode is sponsored by the world's healthiest keto coffee. If you want to get the same beans that I drink every single morning, I'm actually having my delicious keto coffee right now. Head over to ketocampcoffee.com. Remember that's camp with a K, ketocampcoffee.com and get your beans delivered to you. Highest antioxidant beans in the world. They taste delicious. I add it with my grass-fed ghee and my MCT oil, and it keeps me powered until the late afternoons. If you have not rated and reviewed the Keto Camp podcast, please do so. It really helps this information get out there into the world. Take a few seconds today and rate and review it, and that would mean so much. So let's get into this episode number 11. Chances are you've tried the cutting the calories and exercising more approach and treating your body as a calculator. The truth of the matter is this. The human body is not a calculator. The human body is not a math equation. The human body is not a bank account. The human body is a very complex chemistry lab and we need to start treating it as such. The old model of counting your calories and being in this deficit to lose weight to get healthy, this has been proven not to work long-term, only works short-term. And I'm gonna give you an example here on a common approach 
that many people experience, a common story that many people experience when they try this approach. There was a woman named Sandra. Sandra was about 40 pounds overweight and she went and she hired a, let's say it could have been a nutritionist, a doctor, a dietitian, a personal trainer, a health coach. She hired somebody to help her lose weight. So she went up to that person or she paid that person a lot of money to get advice. They told her, Sandra, you're 40 pounds overweight. This is simple. We just need to put you in a caloric deficit and have you exercise more and you'll lose that weight in no time. So what happens? They get Sandra's weight. They calculate her BMR, which is her basal metabolic rate. That's the amount of calories Sandra burns all day long just to sustain life. So she was sitting on her couch every day, all day long. These are the calories she would burn. Then they add on her physical activity, which is her total daily energy expenditure. You, you'll see calculators like this on the internet, TDEE. A lot of authors talk about it in their books. I'm not going to mention names. The nutritionist, we'll call the person she's working with, says, Sandra, we calculated that your basal metabolic rate is about 2,000 calories per day, and your TDEE is about 2,700 calories per day. Then they asked Sandra to fill out a food journal, and in this food journal, she wrote down what she eats on a typical day, and they determined that she's eating about 3,000 calories every single day, which is why they say she cannot lose the weight. She's eating more than she's burning off. So he says, it's simple, Sandra. All you need to do is take your total calorie intake for the day from 3,000 down to around 2,000. Right, so we're going to have about a 500 to 700 calorie deficit every day. And as we equal 3,500 calories and then another 3,500 calorie deficit, every time we hit that 3,500 calorie deficit, it's one pound of fat off of your body. Because according to this nutritionist, one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So what happens next? Sandra follows this approach because she's inspired and she actually starts losing the weight. She's exercising more, she's cutting her calories, she loses two pounds and then five pounds and all of a sudden it's three months in and she's lost about 15 to 20 pounds and she's excited about it. And she's thinking, oh, this approach actually works. Amazing, I can't wait to finish the rest of this weight loss journey and continue on with my health. And then a month goes by and what happens? Sandra actually ends up gaining more weight and Sandra, is cold all the time. Sandra is irritable. So what happens? She goes back to this nutritionist and she tells him, I don't feel so good. I'm cold all the time. So he says, oh, we need to cut your calories even more. So they bring it from 2000 to 1500 and she loses some additional weight again at first. And then a couple months go by, she gains more weight and she's still cold all the time. She's irritable and her hormones are really wonky. So what happened here? The calories in, calories out, eating less, moving more, it worked. It usually does work at first, short term, but it fails 99.99% of the time long term. The body, you cannot outsmart the human body. It's going to adjust its metabolism to the calories coming in. Otherwise, it would not exist. It's too clever. You cannot outsmart our creator. So we know it does not work. It's still a common approach. And why? We, let's ask the question. Why do nutritionists and dietitians still recommend this? Because they're not doing it to hurt people. I don't believe that. They're doing it because it's what they were taught in school. Well, if you look at the Academy of Dietetics and Nutrition, did you know that 40% of the funding 
comes from companies like Coca-Cola and General Mills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you serious, Ben? I am. And here's another amazing fact. Do you know where the whole calories in, calories out hypothesis came from, which I actually call a deception? Who, who invented it? Who do you think invented it? Coca-Cola came up with it. They're funding dietitians and nutritionists. These amazing people who want to do good are giving this information to their clients and it's not serving them long term. The system is broken. It is rigged for failure and we need to be our very own health detective. And that's the purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose of my work. I want to cut through all that noise and I want to give it to you, not so you could believe me. I don't want you to believe anything I say on this podcast. I do want you to have the faith in this information to experiment with it, to do some research. The only thing that matters at the end of the day are the results that you're getting. Faith and fear both demand for you to believe in something that you cannot see. I'm asking for your faith here. Have the faith in this information to give it a try. And I know it makes a big difference for you. Because when you're just saying calories in, calories out, you know, just monitor your calories, it's a huge distraction to what really matters. And what really matters are the hormones, the cell metabolism. It is the hormonal response from those calories because food is information. Food is not just calories. Okay, we are a dynamic, complex system, the human body is. And this is an example I got from Gary Tobbs. Just saying, giving the advice of eating less and moving more in order to lose weight does not give you enough data. And it should actually be laughed at because if Bill Gates was giving a seminar on how to become wealthy and somebody in the audience asked Bill Gates, Bill, how are you so rich? And Bill responds to this gentleman in the audience and he says, I'm rich because I spend less than I earn. I mean, Bill would be laughed at. That's not enough data. Tell me more, Bill. I need to know more. That's exactly what's happening when you're telling somebody, eat less and move more. It's not enough data. And another example I'll give you here is if you gave somebody 500 calories every day of brownies, and then you gave somebody else 500 calories every day of a kale salmon salad, what's going to happen? Well, the former, the person with the brownies, they're going to gain weight. They're going to have blood sugar issues. They're going to have hormonal issues and they're not going to feel good. The person who had the same calories, 500 calories of kale salmon salad, they're actually going to lose weight and feel healthier and have better energy levels. Same calories, completely different hormonal response. And this is something I got now from, I'm going to give you an example, perfect example from the brilliant Dr. Jason Fung, who was on earlier uh, in, in the previous episode, I believe it was episode six or seven. He's going to be on again in August, by the way. Dr. Jason Fung gave the example of proximate cause versus ultimate cause. So when you're defending yourself and you're talking about calories in versus calories out and how it does not work, here is how I want you to defend yourself. When we look at the calories in, calories out approach, they're looking at the proximate cause, not the ultimate cause. So let's compare this to an airplane that crashes. This airplane crashed. It was flying over, let's say, the Gulf of Mexico, and it went down, and they wanted to find out what was the problem here so we could get a solution so this does not happen again. And they determined that the airplane crashed because it was too little lift and too much gravity. That's the proximate cause. Too little lift, too much gravity. Okay? Makes sense? But what if the ultimate cause was pilot error? What if the ultimate cause was a malfunctioning engine? 
Well, if you're just going by the proximate cause, which is too little lift and too much gravity, then you're just going to, the solution is going to be to build bigger engines and you'll be fine. Lighter planes, bigger engines, and you'll be fine. But what if the ultimate cause was pilot error? Would building a bigger engine and a lighter airplane fix that? No, the solution would be more detailed education, becoming more strict with the education for pilots, having an additional pilot in the cockpit. You see, if you don't know the ultimate cause, it's very hard and nearly impossible to get to the actual solution. Same thing with calories in, calories out. You are only looking at the proximate cause. The ultimate cause could be hormones. And we have over 600 hormones in the human body. They are the language of the human body. The ultimate cause could be cell membrane inflammation. It could be mold exposure. It could be uh, hidden infections in the mouth. It could be silver fillings. I mean, there are so many ultimate causes that the whole calories in, calories out approach fails to acknowledge. So I believe calories matter, but I also believe they're not important. I, I believe they are a huge distraction to what really matters, which is finding the ultimate cause. So you might ask, Ben, you're telling people to fast and practice intermittent fasting. Don't you cut calories when you do that? And doesn't that help the person lose weight? Well, here's the, there's a big difference between cutting your calories via intermittent fasting and fasting and cutting your calories by eating small portion control meals two to three hours throughout the day. Huge difference. And what is that? The difference is something called counter-regulatory hormones. When you cut calories, because by default, when you practice fasting, and I tell people all the time, intermittent fasting is not about eating less. Intermittent fasting is about eating less often. However, by default, by eating less often, you end up eating less, so you end up cutting your calories. But what's the difference? When you do intermittent fasting, you have the amazing benefits of something called counter-regulatory hormones. So when you don't eat, the body starts to think, oh crap, there's no food coming in. It's been 12 hours or 16 hours. We need to keep this body alert, alive, functioning on all cylinders so it could go out there into the wild, hunt and kill, and find the next meal in order to stay alive. So we have counter-regulatory hormones that all go up. We have the sympathetic tone that becomes activated. We have cortisol, we have noradrenaline, we have human growth hormone, we have all these amazing counter-regulatory hormones that's literally your body's way of pumping you full of energy. So even though you're cutting your calories, these counter-regulatory hormones, it's what's preventing your, your metabolism from slowing down. In fact, the study showed a 10% increase in the metabolism after a three-day fast. Okay, so it's the complete opposite. Now, let's say instead you cut your calories, but you're eating these portion control calorie 100 calorie pack meals every two to three hours, then your, your metabolism does slow down because you do not get the benefit of counter-regulatory hormones. There's a big difference here because when you are not getting the benefits of counter-regulatory hormones, your metabolism will slow down, your horm hormones will become wonky, and it will not get you the results you want long-term. It will only work short-term. And it's not your fault. The system is wrong. The approach was wrong. So we need to start looking at the ultimate cause here. And we need to start focusing on health because nobody has a weight problem, okay? When I was obese, weighing 80 pounds heavier than I do today, I didn't have a weight problem. I had a weight symptom. When you could understand that and actually focus on health, then weight loss is a side effect. Your symptoms are not the problem. Your symptoms are a result of the problem. For every 
effect, there is a cause. And calories in, calories out, and a lot of doctors and nutritionists, they only focus on the effect. They're going to tell you to lose weight to get healthy. When that is completely backward, you don't lose weight to get healthy. You get healthy to lose weight. And that's what we're talking about here. We're looking at the root cause. Albert Einstein said it best. He said, intellectuals solve problems. Geniuses prevent them. I want you to be a genius. You are a genius because you're listening to this podcast, and that's what it's about. It's about being proactive, not reactive. Because when you just chase symptoms, weight gain is a symptom, diabetes is a symptom, cancer, fatigue, skin issues, digestive issues, these are all symptoms. They're not the actual problem. They are a result of the problem. So when you're chasing symptoms, it's like that whack-a-mole game. If you have kids and you've taken them to the arcade, there's a game called whack-a-mole. And a mole pops up and you have a hammer and you hit that mole and the mole goes away so you accomplish that job and you feel good about it. But what happens next? Another mole pops up, you hit that mole, what happens next? Another mole pops up and it's just this never-ending chasing moles and that's the same thing with chasing symptoms. Teach somebody to lose a little bit of some weight and they get digestive issues. You put them on some anti-acids and they get some other gut dysfunction. It's like a never-ending whack-a-mole game. And we don't want that. We want to live to 120 years old, disease-free, feeling like an absolute rock star. And when you focus on the root cause, when you become a genius, that's how you do so, my friends. I hope that made sense to you. Uh, If it did, and I would really love if you did this, by the way, screenshot this episode on your phone, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me. Tag me in it. My Instagram handle is at thebenazadi. So that's at T-H-E-B-E-N A-Z-A-D-I. Post it on your story. Tag me. I'll reshare it. We'll get some people following you back. And we need to get this information out there. And I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway. If you have not rated and reviewed the Keto Camp podcast, please do so on iTunes. It'll make a big difference for this show. Also, if you're not subscribed to the Keto Camp YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash Keto Camp. That's camp with a K. Subscribe. We're releasing six to seven brand new videos every single week. And on this podcast, we are releasing three brand new videos or audios, episodes every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like clockwork. This Monday, we have Dr. Nasha Winters coming on the podcast to talk all about cancer, a metabolic approach to cancer, using keto and fasting for cancer. And this episode gave me goosebumps when I was interviewing her. You do not want to miss it. Well, that's all for today, my friends, my keto campers. You guys are amazing. If you haven't gotten my Keto Kickstart Guide, it's a free 12-page ebook designed to teach you to burn fat instead of sugar. There's also a meal plan in there. It's my four-pillar structure for you to get healthy. Go to www.ketokickstartguide.com to claim that for free. Thank you so much for your time and your attention today. I'm so grateful that you spent part of your day with me. Be a genius. Be grateful. Be great because nothing else pays. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. 
This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.